This is episode one of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. Today, we'll be discussing why being prepared is not the most important thing. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset, the focused mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends. Welcome to my very first podcast. And I've been preparing. I've been focusing. I've been getting ready for this. And it's been stressful, if I'm going to be totally honest. But it also gave me the jitters and reminded me of all the firsts that I've had in my life. Every time you start something new, every time I've started something new, I have to go through being nervous and wanting everything to go just right, at least for me. And eventually, I just have to go for it. And that's where I'm at right now. And I kept having this very familiar feeling and thinking, what does this remind me most of? It reminded me most of the very first day that I taught. You see, long before I was a school counselor, college teacher, anything like that, I was a Head Start teacher. And I was so excited when I got this job. It was a dream job for someone that majored in child development to be able to land a job fresh out of college as a Head Start teacher was a win. Now, what is Head Start? It's state and federally funded preschool for low-income students. I was ready, guys. I had all of my centers on point. The art area was ready. I had a detailed lesson plan. My parent newsletter was ready. And on that first day, here came the parents. And I was standing by the door, ready, greeting them. And then I noticed near the end of the line, one mother seemed to be staring at me. And the closer she got to the front of the line, yeah, she was looking at me all right. She was mad-dogging me. And so I took a breath and mustered up my most positive energy. And I went up and said, hi, my name is Mrs. Kretz. And she folded her arms and said, I'm Mrs. Wilson to you. And then I just kind of took a step back. And then she said, you know, I have a question for you. Are you old enough to be teaching my babies? And her two kids were standing next to her. Both of them enrolled in my class, a girl and a boy. Off they ran to go play. But the mom, she was waiting for an answer. And she said, did you hear me? I said, are you old enough to teach my babies? You look like you're still in high school. I knew she wasn't wrong. I was 22, but I could easily pass for 16 at that point. So I hesitated and said, well, I am really excited for it. And she interrupted and said, that is not what I asked you. Are you qualified to teach? And 
I was speechless, and all I could say is, yes. And she looked me up and down, and she said, I'll be back. We'll see how this goes. And off she went, and I was left with all of my insecurities right in the forefront of my mind, and I turned around and taught that first day. But in my mind, I made a commitment that I was going to win Miss Wilson over. She was going to know that I was qualified, and I would prove it to her. So I did just that. I made sure that their kids were doing the art projects and As I sang the songs, I would make sure that her kids were learning them. And I'm pretty sure I probably even went over and said, hey, make sure you share this with your mom. I wasn't subtle at all. And when I saw her, oh, we would be playing on the playground. I'd be playing basketball with her son and encouraging him. And the next day she would come in with the same exact mad dog. And she would pick the kids up, same exact mad dog. So I would take pictures and send them home with her and add extra little notes or things they can do at home. I tried everything. But finally, I came to realize I don't know if I can win her over. And then one day, it was just the beginning of Cultures Around the World Week. And I wanted to read a story to the kids about a different culture every day. And one day we were going to be talking about Africa. I was going to read my very favorite book, Elizabeth's Doll. I knew with my cultural background, I really couldn't do that story justice, but I knew somebody that could. Mrs. Wilson. And as soon as the thought entered my mind to have her read the story to the class, I gave myself a million excuses. No, she's not going to want to do that. She doesn't even stick around the class long enough. She doesn't even like you. But I knew it was the right thing to do. So I decided I was going to ask her to read the story. But I chickened out the first couple of days. And finally, I just walked up to her and said, Miss Wilson, I have something to ask you. We have a Cultures Around the World Week coming up. And I have a story to read that's about a little girl from Africa. And I think you would do a really great job, a much better job than I could. And I was wondering if you'd be willing to read it for the class. And to my surprise, she said, yeah, I got you. I got you. I'll do that. And she took the book and off she went to practice. And I I thought, wow, okay, we'll see what happens. And the next week came. And it was her turn to read to the class. I didn't know what to expect. But on that day, she showed up nice and early. And she had a big bag in her hand. And her daughter came bouncing up to me and said, My mom's going to tell a story. And I already heard it. And she walked over to my circle time area. And the kids began to gather around. And she took out of her bag a robe and put it on to look authentic. And then she began to read Elizabeth's Doll, a story about a little girl in a small village in Africa who was going to have a little baby brother. And when the baby was born, she wanted a little baby of her own. And she looked all around for different things that she could make it for a doll, and she ended up choosing a nice stone. And that was her baby. And Mrs. Wilson read it with such amazing emotion I could have sworn that I was sitting in a village listening to a storyteller right there in Africa. 
and the kids adored it. They were sitting on her every word. And at the end, I went up to her and said, that was amazing. And she said, thank you. And a second later, she turned to me and said, did you know that my kids are adopted? And I did know that. But I said, wow, really? Tell me more. And she told me the story about how she came to adopt her boy and her girl and how it was a tough decision for her. But it came after she went to the hospital for a minor surgery and came out with a full hysterectomy due to a mistake that a nurse had made. It devastated her. And I said, wow, thank you for sharing that with me. And then all of a sudden she said, Miss Kretz, I want to give something to you. And she walked over to her bag and I was like, oh man, I don't know what could possibly be in there. But she brought out a bunch of little rubber bands. And she said, look at all that long hair of yours. You need braids. And she sat me down in the little tiny preschool chair and quick as lightning, she braided my hair. It was two braids right along the sides next to my ears and two braids along the top from my forehead all the way to the back of my neck. And it was epic. I glanced at myself in the mirror over in the home area and I said, I can't believe this. This is great. And what was even better is that she was smiling, and so was I. And I said, thank you, Mrs. Wilson. And she looked at me and said, why don't you call me Lisa? I will never forget that moment because it was the very moment that I learned that building a relationship matters more than all the preparation that I could have done. Now, it was important that I was prepared and that I had my lesson plans and all of my things in order, but it was building the relationship that made everything come together. You know, it's been said that nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I learned that in the moment right there. And I took that with me everywhere I went. As I moved forward from being a teacher, I knew that building relationships was the most important thing. And that universal truth is even more important when you think about the bond and the connection that you have with the people in your family, in particular with the children that you raise. Now, you may have unconsciously learned this lesson the very moment that you had kids because you probably did planning like me and read books on how you're going to take care of your little child. But the moment that that child is in your arms and the two of you meet eyes, you know right then and there that it doesn't matter how many books you read. It's that connection that you feel that matters. But have you ever considered that you need to continue building that relationship? As your kids grow, they have new interests, they have new hobbies, they have new thoughts. And continuing to build that relationship is something that you can do on purpose. And it's something that sometimes we feel like we really don't have time in the day to do. But... In our current state, as it stands now, 
we are at home a lot. It's spring of 2020. Families are at home and kids are being schooled at home and everyone collectively in the whole wide world have time. We might not feel like we do because time still seems to fly by, but the time that we have, you could give that time to building a relationship with your child. Just listen to them talk about the things that are important to them and ask them questions and ask them what else and what else. You're building a relationship and they're seeing how much you care. Another thing that you can do is just be interested in what they're interested in. If they're doing TikToks, watch their TikToks, like their TikToks, learn the dances with them. What video games are they playing? Can you cheer for them? Can you look at their avatars? Just take a step into their world and it makes such a difference. Even the very youngest child perks up when their parent shows a little interest in something that they normally don't. It's important in every stage of your child's life that you continue to build relationships. You can't rest on the fact that you were just their parents, so therefore you know them and everything's great. You need to continue to build it, and they need to continue to get to know you, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But think about the fact that the statement of they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care That applies to your kids as well. Now, they might give you a free pass for a while, but pretty soon, if they feel like you don't care about them, your opinion will not matter as much as you would like. They might learn to comply with your wishes, but by building a relationship, they're going to want to do what you say, and they're going to want to listen to your words because they know you and you know them. And I realize that there's another reason why that particular story popped in my mind as I'm preparing for this podcast. And it's because I desire to build a relationship with you as my listener. Yes, I have stories to tell and things on my mind that I think could help parents. But I'm also so interested in answering your questions and finding out what are the biggest challenges that you're going through during this time. What makes things different now than it was before, and how are you dealing with that? I'd love to find out from you. In fact, why don't you email me? My email is share at thefocusedmindset.com. That's share, C-H-E-R, at thefocusedmindset.com. And I'm going to look for that email and maybe I'll take the one of those questions or one of those responses and feature you right here. Because it's important to me that I get to know you guys. And lots of people have already asked me, why are you starting a podcast when you already have a career that you love as a counselor? And the answer is simple. Being a counselor is amazing, but the client is my student And everything I do, I do to help the student. So that means a very small amount of my day is spent with the parents who are the most important part of the child's life. And by parent or the person parenting the child, it's not necessarily the biological parent. It could be a sister, a grandparent, an aunt, or even a neighbor that's taken on the role of a parent. 
When you are doing the job of a parent in a child's life, it can just be even for a period of time, you are playing an important role, the most important role in that child's life. And the things that you do and the energy you put into them, they will remember for their entire life. So this podcast gives me a chance to focus on you and you're the one that I'm going to give advice to and share with and laugh with. And that excites me. But what excites me even more is that no matter what challenges we go through, I know that we can be solution focused and move forward and just shape the next generation. And that could only work when we're willing to band together and learn from each other. And speaking of learning from each other, I am going to lead you in a solution-focused inspired exercise. Yes, it's Parenting 2.0. And you may have been chilling before, but now you're going to step it up. And you're going to do some activities with me that are going to help you be the very best version of yourself. But first, what is being solution-focused? Well, solution-focused therapy is something you may have heard of. It's been around for years. And clinicians, psychologists, counselors, life coaches, they all use this different methods. And solution-focused is one of them. But being solution-focused essentially is focusing on solutions rather than focusing on a problem. It helps your mindset, and that's why I use it, is because it helps me have a completely different mindset. And I've had the pleasure of being trained under Linda Medcalf. She's the author of Counseling Towards Solutions. And she says, being solution-focused is not a list of tools. It's a mindset. So you can look at things through a completely new lens. I like that. We're going to look at things through a new lens in this solution-focused, inspired activity. And you'll get the most out of this activity if you have a pen and paper handy. But even if you don't, then you could always go back and write down the things that we discuss. But what you'll do right now is get yourself in a frame of mind where you can be quiet and think. And you can imagine and dream. I want you to completely clear your mind of any extra clutter, the things that you're going to do after this, or the things that you did do, and put all of your energy on this practice that we're going to do together. And I want you to breathe in as deeply as you can. And when you breathe out, let all the air out and all of your worries leave with it. And then I want you to ponder this question. How well does your child know you? In building a relationship with them, what do they know about you? And how do you make them feel? Right now, I want to imagine that you're in a place of the future. Choose a place in the future whenever that is for you that this season of change in our world is over. And we've gotten to a place where we can go back to a lot more normal activities. And on that day, picture your child coming home from school and you're going through the folder and you see that they did a writing assignment. 
And the prompt was, how did your parent make you feel during spring of 2020 when you were at home? How did I make them feel, you read? Well, you are going to imagine what you would most want your child to write. How would you like them to write that you made them feel? Think about those feelings right now, and if nothing pops in your mind, that's okay. Give yourself a minute. What good and positive feelings would you like your child to say that you made them feel during this time? It might be peace. It might be joy. It might be a sense of accomplishment. It might just be that they felt laughter and fun. Whatever it is, when that feeling pops in your mind, hold on to it. Hold on to it and feel that feeling for yourself. What is it about that feeling that resonates with you? Now, I want you to write that feeling down, how you made your child feel. One, two, maybe even three feelings. Now, go back to pretending that you're reading that essay because... Your child gives evidence of how they knew that you made them feel that way. As you continue reading this essay, what do you imagine that you would read that your child would say that they knew that they felt that way when they were around you? What story can they tell? What action can they point out that you did, either every day or just in the moment, that made them feel the way that they did? I want you to write that down. Write a little about the story. Hold on to it and look at it and make sure that it's true to who you are. Now come back to the present moment and reflect on what you just wrote down. You have feelings written down, feelings that you can make your child feel. And you also have things that you did to make them feel that way. But you know what else you have in front of you? You have a goal and you have action steps. You see the feeling that you wrote down, that can be your goal. A goal of how you want to make your child feel each day in this season. And the things that you imagined you did, those can be the very action steps that you do. They can be the action steps that you commit to and even more things will pop in your mind as you move forward. So what do we do with goals and action steps? We commit to doing them. So the last step of this exercise is for you to make a commitment to move forward in the next day, in the next week, in the next month, and find a time each day that you can show this feeling and that you can do an action that shows that. And as you do that, you will begin to have what I call the focused mindset, if only in this one area of your life. And you will be bringing your best self into your family and to the people that you love. And as this podcast comes to an end, 
I want to encourage you to share with me how this goes. I know that change is not easy, but making minor changes with our kids, especially when we're moving closer to a relationship, is some of the most rewarding changes you could ever have. So thank you for listening to my very first podcast, and we made it to the end. But what I want you to do right now is just subscribe to this podcast and maybe share it with others if there's anyone you know that might benefit from information like this. Because like I said, it's time to grow this. And again, I'm going to remind you of my email because I'd love for you to email me. It's share, C-H-E-R, at thefocusedmindset.com. And... Maybe in the notes, I'll be able to figure out how to put some of my social media and things like that. But let's just start with the email. (laughs) And so, as you guys move forward, I want you to know that I believe in you. And I believe in the power of you building relationships. So until next time, take care.